Hello and welcome to Grace in the Marketplace. My name is Tafara Butai. Did you know that God is inside Kairos moments, divine connections, favor, unmerited strength for his children, for the marketplace? I like to call all of this God's grace in the marketplace. And so on this podcast, that's what we're going to be talking about and many other subjects. So let's check out today's podcast. Praise the Lord. Okay, let's pray and jump straight into it. Father, in Jesus' name, we just thank you uh, for yet another precious opportunity to get into your word and share one with another and encourage each other. Lord, we just thank you uh, that you say where two or more are gathered in your precious name, you are there with them. And so, Holy Spirit, welcome. Have your way in this meeting. Lead, guide, and direct us. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. And so, welcome to everybody. Uh, we're going to go quickly to uh, Genesis chapter number 29. Uh, before we get into today's class, I just thought uh, we go and uh, look uh, at the story of Jacob in depth and see what we can um, uh, learn from uh, this marketplace leader. Jacob is an interesting marketplace leader because right at the beginning of the story, the first thing he recognizes is the importance of the blessing. You remember the story, Jacob and uh, Esau. Uh, Esau traded his uh, birthright uh, for, for, for a bowl of soup. I mean, he traded the blessing for a bowl of soup. And Jacob was so desperate, uh, you can put it that way, he was so desperate to uh, get this blessing because he understood the importance uh, of spiritual forces even in the marketplace. You know, we need to understand that there are spiritual forces in the marketplace. I mean, people bring all kinds of uh, weird things in the marketplace. Some bring corruption. I mean, there was a question asked yesterday. Uh, 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 some bring all kinds of weird powers, but we get to go into the marketplace with the anointing. Uh, we get to go into the marketplace with a blessing. Unlike Jacob, we don't have to uh, trick to get the blessing. We are already blessed as we start. Uh, Ephesians 1 verse 3 says, Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has, past tense, already blessed us with all spiritual blessings. So God has already blessed us, and we just need to uh, recognize that, cooperate with the blessing as we go into the marketplace and uh, do some of these things that uh, uh, we're going to be talking about today. So Esau trades his future for a bowl of soup. He trades the, the birthright uh, for a bowl of soup. To him, uh, he is so obsessed with uh, what I like to call immediate gratification. And uh, that's one of the reasons why people don't excel in uh, the things that God has called them to excel in. Uh, is this 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 plague called uh, immediate gratification? They want it, and they want it right now. So if they have to uh, use their credit card, man, they're gonna use their credit card. If they have to uh, pawn uh, some of the uh, uh, furniture just to get this thing, man, they will do it. But we have to, uh, uh, unlike Esau, we probably have to learn more from uh, uh, Jacob because Jacob understands the power of long term. Uh, thinking and he he sees the bowl of of soup as nothing that would benefit him long term so he trades the bowl of soup for a long term uh, uh, benefit for a long term uh, blessing which was uh, the birthright and uh, he's just an interesting uh, character one of my uh, very close friends he used to be my associate pastor uh, uh, Trevor he now lives in Melbourne Australia 
he once asked me a question. We were just sitting at, a, at my house having a braai. And he said to me, he said, oh, for those who are listening from North America, a braai is a barbecue. <laughs> and he said to me, he said, Tafara, I see you like iPhones. And I said to him, yeah, I do love iPhones. And he said, man, if you like iPhones that much, why don't you just buy their stocks? I had never looked at life that way, but he was already looking at life from the perspective of, hey, if I'm, I'm, I believe in a vision so much, I need to start investing in it uh, long term. So I'm not promoting you buying any stocks from Apple. I don't get any commission from that. So uh, it's just an example that I'm, 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 I'm bringing up. And uh, Billy Appahart, we talked about him yesterday in his book, The Money Mastery. Billy has become a personal mentor of mine in his book, The Money Mastery. He has what he calls the triple X factor. And one of the things that he teaches people on their way to building true wealth is uh, uh, what he calls the 80-20 model, which should end at the 70 uh, 30 model. So uh, he says everyone can do this, you know, regardless of uh, how much you earn. Uh, after you get your, your, your salary, a hundred percent of your salary there you go i'm gonna move this one down here see everybody after you get a hundred percent of your salary he suggests that you split it this way at, as you start learning how to invest he suggests that you uh, live off of 80 percent and what you do with the extra 20 percent that you're left with is the 10 percent you know what to do with it? You give to God because scripture says in Proverbs 3, 9, uh, we should honor the Lord with the first fruits uh, of our increase. And so our bands will be filled with plenty and our vats will overflow with new wine. And so, I mean, if, if 10%, giving away 10% annoys you so much, you know, the church always talking about giving 10%. This is a principle that you can't get away from because even the motivational speakers will tell you to give away 10% of what you earn. You know, so you can't run away from it if, you, if you're planning on uh, uh, building wealth. And then the other 10%, he says, uh, you can uh, 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 invest professionally 5% which is part of what we're talking about, investing in your future. Uh, professionally, you can invest the 5% and uh, you can also invest the other 5% yourself so that you learn, uh, you get in the game and you learn how to invest. And uh, so he says this ultimately should land you at living off of 70% still giving away 10% to the Lord. And now you're professionally investing 10% and uh, you also learning how to invest with the 10%. Now, if you did this for 20 years, I don't care who you are and how much you earn, uh, you're going to start building uh, some wealth uh, for yourself. And so we see here, Jacob was obsessed with the future and he traded. Uh, uh, he got the birthright for for uh, just a, a bowl of soup because Esau was so obsessed with uh, immediate gratification and you and I need to be delivered uh, from immediate gratification. And so after he got the blessing, he took off on a journey. And when he took off on a journey, that's where we're going to read from today. Genesis 29 uh, from verse 4 to 15 and just kind of study the life of Jacob. I think as marketplace leaders, uh, we can learn a lot from the life uh, of Jacob. I don't know which uh, area of influence God has called you to. There's a gentleman called Bill Bright. In 1975, he devised uh, uh, um, what he called the seven mountains of influence. Some of you may have 
heard it from uh, Lance Wall now. 1975, Bill Bright came up with a concept and he literally kind of split all the assignments into seven different mountains and he encourages people to uh, 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 go out and, and be influential if we are going to uh, effectively steward and disciple the nations. We need to get involved in one of the uh, seven mountains and tomorrow we're going to get into the different uh, mountains. So Genesis 29 uh, from verse... Uh, 4 to 15 and I'm reading in the message Bible this is after Jacob had gotten the blessing and now he's gone into the marketplace to put the blessing to work because how many of you know that the blessing just because you're blessed doesn't mean uh, you know, uh, fruit is going to fall on your head like ripe cherries falling off a tree. No, you still need to put the blessing to work. Remember, it says, yes, bless the work of your hands and work is very much godly. In fact, one of the definitions of the word worship in the Old Testament is work. You know, when we go out into the marketplace and work, it's a part of our worship. In fact, that's why the Jewish people are so prosperous because they don't separate between worship and work. They look at Monday going to uh, the office as part of their worship to God and they do it uh, uh, with so much faithfulness and excellence because they are doing it as unto God. There are several scriptures uh, that tell us to do that. Colossians 3.23 is one of them. It says, whatever you find your hands to do, uh, uh, do it diligently as unto the Lord. And so work is a part uh, of your worship and so Jacob he got the blessing and he understood that now he needs to put it to work and so here's where we are reading from verse 4 of Genesis 29 in the message Bible and Jacob met some people and he said hello friends where are you from and they said we are from Haran and Jacob asked do you know Laban son of Neha and they said we do are things well with him Jacob asked very well they said and here is his daughter Rachel coming with the flock. Then Jacob said, there is a lot of daylight. Now I want you to pay attention to what Jacob said in verse 7. He said, there is a lot of daylight still left. Isn't it time to round up the sheep? Yet is it? So why not water the flocks and go back to grazing? Now, what we learn from Jacob's attitude talking to these guys is that Jacob had great initiative. Uh, Jacob wasn't waiting for someone to delegate something for him to do something. He had a great initiative and he didn't wait to uh, uh, be uh, uh, given responsibility. He didn't even wait until he signed a contract of employment to make himself useful. I mean, Jacob has such a mindset of abundance. Have you ever met people at work and I meet them all the time in the marketplace? People get a great breakthrough idea for their company, but they won't tell it to their boss or the owner of the company because they believe that if they give it to them, they will never get another idea like that one ever again. And so it's just a mindset of scarcity which contradicts the blessing. And Jacob wasn't like that. Jacob had great initiative. And uh, he understood that you could put in more work. So he came through and he said, guys, there's so much sun here. We can go in there and get the ships to drink water and go back to the grazing pasture and be more productive in this day. And listen to what these people say. I mean, these people were caught up in the system and in the routine. Uh, uh, you know, contrary to what I'm trying to uh, 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 encourage you to do. Uh, they said in verse 8, we can't, they said, not until all the shepherds get here. It takes all of us to roll the stone from the well. 
Not until then can we water the flocks. Did you hear that? They said, man, we've always done it this way. We wait until all the shepherds come. And once all the shepherds come, we help each other. And all of us roll the stone together from the well. And then the animals drink as we just kind of walk around and do what we do like a desertly. You know, we've always done it this way. And watch what Jacob said. Verse 9. While Jacob was in conversation with them, Rachel came up with her father's sheep. She was the shepherd. The, the moment uh, Jacob spotted Rachel, daughter of Laban, his mother's uh, brother, uh, saw her arriving with his uncle Laban's sheep, he went and single-handedly, did you read that? <laughs> I mean, those guys were saying, man, are we waiting for everybody else to get here? And uh, Jacob went and single-handedly rolled the stone from the mouth of the well. You know, I'm still uh, uh, in debate. We're still debating with my elders at church what the motive was. Half of them think it was because, you know, of Rachel. I still think it was because of great initiative that he had. You know, half of them say, but it must have been Rachel. And I think the guy had great initiative. And uh, so he rolled single-handedly. I mean, this guy has an interesting attitude for the marketplace. First of all, he tells them, guys, there's still more time to be productive. Evidently, Jacob is not a clock-watching employee. He's not, you know, have you ever seen these employees that work watching the clock? If it's 10 o'clock... <laughs> I'm going to throw home affairs under the bus right here. You know, they would have written your first name on your birth certificate. If it's 10 o'clock, they're not even going to put your surname. They're going for tea time. <laughs> and then they'll finish it after tea time. Man, It's not the right attitude. The right attitude is to have great initiative. The right attitude is to do more than you are being paid for. We're building up. We're building up the story. We're going on a journey. So... What happened? He rolled the stone uh, single-handedly from the mouth of the well and watered the sheep of his uncle Laban. Then he kissed Rachel and broke into tears. He told Rachel that he was related to her father and that he was uh, Rebecca's son. She ran and told her father uh, when Laban, listen to this now, this is powerful. When Laban heard the news, Jacob, his sister's son, he ran out to meet him, embraced and kissed him and brought him home. And Jacob told Laban the story of everything that had happened. You know what Jacob said? Yeah, I just showed up, man. And these cats were saying, we're waiting for these other guys to come. And we're going, man, I showed up and single-handedly rode that thing. And man, the, uh, I wanted the sheep to drink so we could go back and get some more pasture. And watch what Laban said, verse 15. Laban said, you are family. My flesh and blood. What that translates to in 2020 is, young man, you are hired. <laughs> he hired him on that day. And uh, he got a job. Why? Because he had great initiative. He wasn't waiting for promotion. You know, I know a lot of people that say, Pastor T, you know, I have uh, my best uh, uh, insight on how this business should run. But I'm waiting until they promote me. When they promote me, then I'm going to give my best. And guess what? That kind of attitude will never get you promoted. It will never get you to uh, get increased. And so Jacob started working for uh, Laban. And uh, for seven years, he worked because he wanted uh, Laban's daughter, Rachel. And uh, he was tricked and ended up marrying uh, Leah. And then he worked another seven years uh, for Rachel. And uh, right at the end of the seven years, he tendered his resignation. Now watch what happened when he tendered his resignation. Let's read from verse 25. Uh, verse 25 to 34. After Rachel had had Joseph, 
Jacob spoke to Laban and he said, let me go back home. Give me my wives and children for whom I've served you. You know how hard I have worked for you. Essentially, he's saying, man, I have a track record uh, that is spotless. And uh, verse 29, uh, Jacob replied, uh, Laban, verse 27, Laban said, if you please, I have learned through divine inquiry that God has blessed me because of you. Man, this is a powerful statement. All of us as Christians should have our bosses, the owners of the businesses that we work for, say this. I know I have learned through divine inquiry. Other versions of the Bible say I have learned through experience. Other versions of the Bible say I have learned through observation. Jacob, I've learned through watching you that the Lord has blessed this business because of you. Man, this should be a testimony of all the Christians. If we went into the marketplace with this kind of attitude, they should be coming to our churches asking for more of those Christians, you know, that don't uh, uh, um, uh, use company time to uh, pray and fast and just kind of put a religious spin on laziness. No, no, this guy was faithful. This guy was diligent. And because of that, Laban uh, uh, gave him a good uh, recommendation. And he says, man, I've learned through divine inquiry that God has blessed me because of you. He went on and said, so name your wages. I'll pay you. Man, this is awesome. This is what the blessing will do for you if you work hard or if you cooperate with it. He says, name your man. I would love to be Jacob right now. And this is how Jacob uh, named his wages. Jacob replied and said, you know well what my work has meant to you and how your livestock has flourished under my care. The little you had when I arrived has increased greatly. Everything I did resulted in blessings for you. Isn't it about time that I do something for my own family? See, you can't just show up on the first day without any track record and you're already negotiating for a salary increase uh, because the pastor laid hands on you and proclaimed that 2020 is the year of increase, the year of growth and uh, supernatural things that we always... Man, this has to go with the track record of hard work and performance. I know this may not get you to shout, but, you know, trust me, tomorrow I'm going to be a lot nicer. <laughs> Amen. But, you know, we have to have a track record. We have to, we have the blessing. And, you know, when you work with the blessing, actually the Apostle Paul says, I've outworked all the other apostles. He was talking about grace. He says, man, it's the grace of God on me that has given me the fuel to outwork all the other apostles. Yet it was not I working, it was the grace of God working through me. See, when you make a decision that you want to work hard, the grace of God is there to fuel you and to make you excel and to make you even put in more uh, work in your place uh, of employment. And really God is setting you up uh, for promotion. Uh, Verse 31 to 33 and then this is what Laban said he said so what should I pay you Jacob said you do not have to pay me a thing but how about this and he starts negotiating uh, shareholding and he says how about this 
I will go back to the pasture and care for your flocks. Go through your entire flock today. Take out every speckled and spotted sheep. You know, one of the things we know, uh, I grew up in the rural areas and would always visit my uh, grandparents in the rural areas. The spotted and the speckled are always the exception to the general rule. So in the natural, this was a bad deal, you know. But this man had the blessing. He had the anointing on him and God was working out uh, something. He says, take away, I'm going to go into the entire flock today and take away the speckled, the spotted sheep, every dark colored lamb and every spotted or uh, speckled goat. This will be my wages. The way you can check on my honesty when you assess my wages, if you find any goat that's not speckled or spotted or a sheep that's not black, you will know that I stole it. And this is what uh, uh, Laban said, ha, 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 young man, <laughs> you have a deal. He thought the young man had shot himself in the foot. He said, fair enough, it's a deal. Verse 34, but he didn't, he didn't bank on what happened. Verse 37, watch what happened. But Jacob went into the marketplace and uh, got fresh branches from the poplar, almond and plain uh, trees and peeled the bark, leaving white stripes on them. He stuck the peeled branches in front of the watering troughs where the flocks came to drink. And when the flocks were in heat, they came to drink and mated in front of the streaked branches. Then they gave birth to young, to, to young that were streaked and spotted and speckled. Jacob placed the ewes, uh, the ewes before the dark-colored animals of Laban. That way he got distinct flocks for himself which didn't mix with Laban's flocks and when the stadia or when the weak animals were mating uh, the strong animals sorry uh, were mating Jacob placed the branches at the trowels in view of the animals so that they mated in front of the animals but he wouldn't set up the branches before the feebler or the weak animals that was the divine strategy from God this was divine insight God told him when the strong animals are mating you can put the branches uh, in a shape uh, in a striped uh, um, a shape uh, in front of the uh, of the animals and that's what they're going to produce and this is a true statement even for us. You, you produce what you see. Uh, it's very important that we start seeing things from God's perspective. We start seeing things from an abundance mindset, and that's what we will uh, produce. But that's not the message for today. The message is Jacob started working the blessing. And this is after 14 years of being diligent, 14 years of being faithful. And I want to encourage uh, someone today who is a young person, you are excited about going into the marketplace and making a difference and you have all these great uh, ideas. Man, things in the kingdom of God are going to take time. Uh, I, I wish I could be like one of these preachers where I'll just come and declare 2020 to be your year and then I lay hands uh, on you and then you go back to work and uh, in about a week they make you CEO. Uh, but, you know, I ain't no fool. I'm, I'm not a fool. Uh, you know, I'm not going to promise you that. It's just not going to happen. That's not how things work in the kingdom of God. Uh, uh, tomorrow we're going to be talking about how God promotes uh, the faithful, and we're going to go into detail with that. But things don't work like that. Uh, in life, you're going to have to apply yourself, and as you apply yourself, God will open doors and you'll bring uh, uh, increase to you. And it ends uh, like this in verse uh, 42. That way, the feeble animals went to Laban and the strong animals went to Jacob. So this was a divine strategy from God 
what this means is uh, Jacob's shareholding started to get stronger and stronger in this company and Laban's shareholding started to get uh, smaller uh, and smaller. And verse 33 is my absolute favorite. But I want you to notice that I'm reading verse 33 after about uh, 24 minutes of, of reading this passage of scripture. But in real life, uh, this happened after a minimum of 14 years. So after 14 years, I'm reading this verse. 14 years of doing, you know, what I uh, uh, encouraged you to do and suggested that you could do. Uh, investing in your future, 14 years of applying yourself, uh, a minimum, this is, you know, we're reading this, at least 14 years of, 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 of applying himself. He says in verse 43, the man Jacob got richer and richer, acquiring huge flocks and lots and lots of servants, not to mention uh, camels and donkeys. So grace in the marketplace is not a get-rich-quick scheme. Uh, there is not such, you know, um, if I knew it, I would probably get on it, but it just doesn't happen that way. Uh, things take time in the kingdom of God. Uh, he said in um, Mark chapter number four, talking about how the word of God would produce. He says the word of God produces first the blade, then the ear, then the full corn in the ear. Things take time. Genesis 8, 22, I believe, says as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest will not cease. So things take time. That's just how things uh, work in the kingdom of God. In closing, I have about five minutes. I just want to read and encourage you with, with this. Uh, another principle that will help us uh, uh, manifest the blessing in the marketplace. Psalm chapter number 5, verse 12. You can start uh, 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 throwing your questions if you have any questions in the comment section. Uh, but we're going to read Psalm chapter number 5, uh, verse 12. It says, For thou, Lord, wilt bless the righteous. With favor wilt thou uh, compass him as with a shield. So God has surrounded us, the righteous, uh, with, with his favor. And some of you may think, but I'm not righteous. Well, if you are a born-again believer and you have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, uh, Jesus has made you righteous. 2 Corinthians 5.21 uh, says, He who knew no sin became sin uh, so that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So you don't have to earn your own righteousness. He has already made you uh, righteous and because of that he has also fired you for God's kind of favor man you have favor on you you have favor surrounding you like a shield and this kind of favor a uh, shield that he's talking about is a human sized shield so you have favor surrounding you uh, everywhere uh, even when you go in the marketplace one of the things you need to realize as you go there is that man I have the favor of God when they hire you your attitude should never be, oh, man, thank you so much for giving me a job. No, your attitude should be, man, I'm here to bring the favor of God. There's going to be a turnaround in this business because I am here. Man, you must bring the favor of God in the marketplace uh, uh, to what you do. And this is how I define favor in uh, Grace in the Marketplace. I say favor is the difference that makes a difference where there is no difference. Let me read that one more time. Uh, favor is the difference that makes a difference 
where there is no difference. Uh, there were many virgins in Jerusalem, but Mary was highly favored. And that was the difference that made a difference where there was no uh, difference. Favor is not earned, but you must position yourself for favor. And I'm going to show you two principles quickly as we close of how you can position yourself uh, for favor in the marketplace. You can position yourself for favor through these two things, uh, Kairos moments and divine connections. What are Kairos moments? Kairos moments are divinely orchestrated opportunities that bring promotion. And we're going to go into detail uh, with that tomorrow. Please remind me uh, to talk about Kairos moments tomorrow if I forget. Uh, we're going to talk about the story of Eric the Eel uh, from Equatorial Guinea. And uh, the second thing I said we can position ourselves for divine favor is divine connections. God uses people to open doors for you. So you need to learn relational skills because God uses people. Jacob met people and then those people introduced him to Rachel and it was through that relationship that he ultimately met Laban and Laban employed him. God uses people. Luke chapter number 6 verse 38 says, Give and it will come back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. Shall men, shall men give into your bosom. So God uses uh, people. Acts chapter number 18 verse 10. This is the Lord speaking to uh, Paul. He said, For I am with you, Paul, and no man shall set on thee to hurt you. For I have many people in this city. God said to Paul, Paul, I have a lot of protection for you, and it's going to come from the people that I have in this city. He says, man, I have a lot of people uh, in this city. So it is through relationships that God is going to bring a promotion. And as children of God, we need to learn uh, relational skills. Uh, I'll share a quick testimony as we uh, go to questions uh, of my, my own personal testimony of how we ended up on TBN in Africa. Some of you may not know, uh, but we in 2018, we were invited by TBN Africa to uh, come and host a weekly show on their prime uh, time slot uh, every Friday, 9.30, and we had a repeat on Sunday morning. And how that all transpired was uh, their creative director had watched some of my teachings online on YouTube and on Facebook, and he kind of enjoyed them, and he was now thinking of how to get a hold of me and connect with me without uh, uh, sounding like a groupie. So he wasn't just going to pick up the phone and call me. <laughs> And so it so happened that uh, Loiso, one of my uh, very close friends, uh, had a show at uh, TBN in Africa. And uh, he, uh, uh, because he had a show on the TBN uh, slot in Africa, he had a relationship with this creative director. And when he found out that this guy was trying, had been trying to get a hold of me, he said, man, that's easy. Tafari is on my speed dial. So he picked up his phone, called me, and we went and met them, I think, on a Tuesday. Some of the guys that are on this call, uh, Henry and uh, 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 Pastor Tate came through with me to TBN in Africa. We went on a Tuesday, and I think by about Thursday, everything had been approved, and we already had a 30-minute 
uh, show. If you're a pastor, you know how expensive television airtime is. I think it's about 12 or 13,000 rands per 30 minutes. And we got like a year's worth of uh, uh, television for free because of divine connections. I'll tell you this, if we had done, if we had waited for our budget at church uh, to, to get onto TBN, we probably would have only, looking at the current projections, we probably would have only gotten on TBN and have a, a prime slot in 2049. So, I mean, it's a long time, but God speed it up through divine connections. Loiso introduced me to the, the divine, uh, the creative director. They gave us a show. It ran for one year and God literally put his favor on that show. And uh, you won't believe this, but we became the number one watched African produced uh, program on that uh, channel. And we were going against people who have been on TV uh, 10 years. Man, it's amazing the things that the favor of God uh, will do for you. And we had this uh, show running for one year and they uh, uh, increased after one year they uh, uh, gave us another year so we we ran for two years until uh, two months ago without paying a penny without spending any money can you believe it in fact we did actually spend money you know i lie the only money we spent was the money that i used to buy makeup they said you know we're not going to let you get on tv with that shiny forehead so i had to go and get uh, makeup from mac i didn't realize how expensive <laughs> makeup is until i went there my wife said man you need to go there and they need to determine the the color of your skin first before they give you makeup and so i went there and I, I went there and they, they, they told me, and they told me, they said, man, your color is caramel. Oh, man, I got so excited. I picked up the phone and I called my wife. I said, honey, you won't believe this. I am caramel. <laughs> and from that day onwards, I would always remind her, you're looking at caramel. Honey, you scored. You got caramel, <laughs> amen, for a husband. And so favor is very important and we can position ourselves uh, for this kind of favor. So quickly, let's look at uh, some of the questions uh, that we have here. I think the first question says, what is the key to having uh, patience during seed time? I think, you know, something we said yesterday, I would reiterate it again today, uh, just enjoy the journey of growth and don't be so obsessed uh, with the destination that you forget to enjoy the journey. Can you imagine driving to Cape Town uh, uh, using the garden route, but you're so obsessed with getting to Cape Town that you, you miss the beauty uh, along the journey. The idea is to enjoy every single day. Man, enjoy, enjoy life. Just enjoy where you're at. I mean, just thank God for where you're at and enjoy and apply yourself uh, as much as you can uh, during the time so that you don't get overly obsessed with, um, with uh, getting to the destination. Uh, the next question is, uh, what is your take on God accelerating your growth in business? Does it always have to take time? Now, this is an awesome question. And I'm going to answer this question tomorrow when we go to Matthew 25 and we're going to talk about the story of the five talents. I think we have an excellent answer for, for you uh, for this question. So if you're listening to the CD, please make sure you listen to the next teaching. That's when we're going to answer this question. Man, there's some amazing things that we are going to talk about around this question. Uh, would you give some insight on how you apply the 80-20 rule when your current finances are only enough to cover the things uh, of priority? That includes 
uh tithe of course um i think you know i don't know where you're at but this is something that you can uh, make a decision uh i think it's a decision away uh, uh most of us at least you know i can speak of myself uh, most of us do not have that extra 10 percent to invest because we always upgrade our lifestyles to match our uh, income and so you know there are people that uh, it doesn't matter how much money you give them they're just going to increase uh their debt they're just gonna you know you get a three thousand rand increase they're just gonna make sure that they go and find something to use that three thousand rand for you know that they didn't have last month and so i think it's a decision away and uh, uh, uh living within your means uh, is a is a decision you're gonna have to make, and um, you know, deciding to uh, uh, start living less than uh, you earn. You know, if it means uh, moving houses, if it means uh, cutting down on uh, uh, your cell phone bill, if it means cutting down on 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 the lunch that you buy, and you start packing lunch to work. I mean, the, you can be creative around means to uh, try and live uh, within your means amen benjamin says are you wearing makeup today no i am not <laughs> and over to you benjamin that was the last last question we had for today i trust that you were blessed with this teaching blessings guys